Welcome to the Salem Fields Community Church Podcast of the Weekly Message. We hope that you find this podcast personally helpful, and we also encourage you to share the subscription link found at salemfields.com podcast with your friends that might be able to use some practical advice and encouragement. Good morning. How's everybody doing? You guys enjoying the nice weather this weekend? See all these empty seats. I'm sure some people are still trying to enjoy it. So, but we are so glad you guys are here, and if you're a guest, we're really glad you guys are here, and we would love to meet you at Guest Central at the end of the service. Um, how many can tell me what series we've been in? Hashtag Jesus. So, I assume with it being hashtag Jesus, you all have been tweeting about this series and really getting your friends involved on it. See, that's what I thought. See, as a communications person here, y'all could really help me out with my job it, with tweeting and Facebooking. So, but uh, that's just a shameless plug on my end. So you really don't have to be doing that. But so we are in hashtag Jesus, and we started this series on Easter. Uh, we learned about Jesus when he says, "I am the resurrection." Uh, then we did Jesus, the light of the world. Uh, then I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then last week. Pastor Gay talked about Jesus being the vine. And we're going to close out the series today by talking about how Jesus is the good shepherd. And so before we get started, can I pray for us? God, thank you so much for this opportunity just to speak your word. I just pray, Lord, that you would just uh, come and just... Speak to whatever it is that you have here for us this morning, God. I just pray, Lord, that uh, we will just draw closer to you through your word and through understanding just another component of your character, God. We just praise you, Lord, for all that you are and all that you're doing in and through us, God. For we love you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So our scripture is going to be out of John chapter 10, but uh, I just want to set this up for us a little bit. Um, you see, Jesus has just healed a blind man, uh, a man that has been blind uh, since birth. So this is a man that has constantly had to have someone leading him around wherever he wants to go his entire life. And here he comes and he meets Jesus and Jesus heals him and gives him sight. Well, the Pharisees, who are the religious leaders during this time, catch wind of this. And, and needless to say, uh, they're kind of just ticked off. You know, they, they have this understanding uh, through their own selfish pride and, and really selfish blindness. Uh, they have this assumption that, you know, this man is born blind because, one, either he's full of sin, or two, uh, for, because of the sins that his parents committed. And so um, instead of... Uh, celebrating and being overjoyed the fact that here there's this work of God that is just taking place and that uh, this man uh, was healed, they come and they're just angry and they, they really just ridicule this guy and they're saying, you know, you are unworthy of this healing. You need to, to get out of this synagogue and leave, which as we come and know, that is not the character of Jesus. And so Jesus catches wind of this and he has some choice things to say to the Pharisees and, and to those who really are like-minded with the Pharisees and closed off to really who God is. So um, we're going to read chapter 10. Uh, we're going to just kind of just pull apart uh, verses 1 through 18 and really understand uh, what Jesus is saying about who he is in our life and what he has come to do in the world. Um, So we're going to start off, we're just going to start with these first six verses and you can read with me on the screens. It says, most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door 
but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. So let me give you a little background information. Jesus is speaking in terms uh, that the people of the day could understand. Uh, Shepherding was a very common thing to do. Uh, there would be these villages and within these small villages would be all these families and there was uh, pretty much sheep towards sheep that belonged to each family. And so uh, what they would end up doing is at the end of the day, in order to protect their sheep and have someone be able to watch over them at night while they're sleeping to, to ensure that they don't get attacked or that someone doesn't come and take them, they bring them to the village sheep pen. And this is just the pen. It's a fence that has a door, only one way to get in and get out. And so what they would do at the end of the day, they would bring all their sheep together. And then the next morning, the shepherd of each family would come and they would call their sheep and their sheep would follow them out. Now, what would happen is they would have either a specific call for their sheep or, or they would know each one by the name. And so when they came to the door and they would call them, the sheep that did not belong to them would not recognize that voice and they would actually remain stagnant. But the sheep that recognized that voice, that recognized their shepherd's call, would follow. So now that we kind of understand that this is a very common practice and this is what's going on in the day, now we can understand Jesus is putting this in terms that they can relate to. And now we can start to really unpack this scripture. Um, so really, Jesus is painting himself in uh, this metaphor as the good shepherd. And he's revealing to us that we are the sheep. Um, he makes the claim that my sheep know me and I know them. I know each one by name, and when they hear my voice, they follow me. So just like the story I just discussed, the sheep, when called, would follow the voice of their shepherd. And in this passage, Jesus is saying the sheep, us, acknowledge that Jesus is our shepherd. We belong to him. And in the same way, when we become saved, we acknowledge that Jesus is our Lord and our Savior. We acknowledge that we are his, we surrender to him, and we accept him as our Lord and Savior. You know, just like the blind man who got healed, he was healed through faith and he came to know Jesus and accept him as his shepherd. So his eyes were open both physically and spiritually and he followed the Lord. So now Jesus is trying to paint the picture to the Pharisees and these other people that, you know what, I have come to lead my people, regardless of, of their circumstances, regardless of, of what life has looked like, I've come to lead a different way than you have been leading them. So when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and he becomes our shepherd and we are his sheep, he then leads us into a deeper understanding of himself a deeper understanding of ourselves, and then a fuller life by following him. But within this scripture, Jesus also alludes to the thief. You see, the thief, which I believe in this instance is deception, whether it be from Satan or whether it be from someone in our lives that are leading us astray or, or teaching us falsely, um, the thief comes and he tries to disrupt the sheep. 
He tries to get them to follow him. But just like we learned, the sheep will not follow a stranger. They will not follow a, a voice of deception. They will only follow the voice they belong to. You know, how many parents do we have in here today? You know, you teach your kids to uh, not listen to strangers, right? You know, my parents taught me this, that if I was to ever uh, come into contact with a stranger and I didn't know who they were, I, I didn't know their voice, that I was to not follow them and I was to not receive anything that they said or commanded. And, you know, so really that's what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, you know what, if a stranger comes, they aren't going to be deceived. They are not going to to. To follow them. The same way, parents, when you leave here today, you're going to go to the children's area and you're going to pick up your kids. They're going to recognize your voice that, hey, that's mom or, or that's dad. And then you're going to lead them and they're going to follow you. And they're going to follow you because they know that they can trust you. They've put their, their hope and their trust in you as their parents, as their shepherd, which is one of the roles as parents is to shepherd our kids. And so, that's the picture that I believe Jesus is trying to convey here. He's saying, you know, I'm the shepherd of my sheep. They know me and I know them. And when I call to lead them, they follow. They will not follow some stranger. They will only follow my voice. But we kind of have to ask ourselves the question, can we prevent being deceived if we do not fully know the voice of Jesus? You know, because I kind of take this, this beginning part of this scripture as a warning uh, that there will be a lot of things and people in our life that will, will try to influence us. You know, people claiming to have all the answers to, to what we need in every situation. You know, I, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. You know when you're going through a, a problem or you're having to make a difficult choice or, or you're seeking answers and it seems like everyone's got a solution to your problem. You know, it's like your friend says to do this or, or your coworker says to do that or Billy down the street tried A, B, C, and D and it worked for him and, and Betty's sister did this and I know it really helped her and, and Sally's third cousin's brother's friend's once removed teacher really did this and that is the way. You, you, you run into this, you know, and, and we kind of start to seek counsel from so many different people, so many different voices that, that it kind of clogs our mind and it clogs our hearts when really it's taking us further, it's drowning out the voice that we should be seeking. The voice of the good shepherd, the voice of God. And really what Jesus is saying here, look, uh, guys, you need to be following my voice. You don't need to be seeking counsel from all these people unless they're going to point you back to me. You know, the, the, if we're seeking support and guidance um, from people that are not pointing us back to Jesus, that are not pointing us back to his word, then it can be very, very dangerous because it can lead us down the wrong path. You know, if, if we receive counsel or, or instruction uh, from, from someone that really isn't uh, kind of confirming this word or confirming what you know Jesus is speaking, then there's a chance that we can receive very carnal, worldly advice. And, and that can be very, very destructive. You know, we need to be receiving and we need to be giving eternally-minded advice. Advice that points us back to Jesus. So let's look at this next part of the scripture. Again, verse 6, where it said, Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Now again, we do know 
that he's speaking to them in terms that they can understand. Because again, shepherding is very, very common. But what we find is that their hearts, just like the Pharisees, are very closed off to truth. You know, very closed off to, to what Jesus is saying. But he's so gracious. He's so, again, just uh, so willing to, to repeat until we get it. And that's what he does. So he follows it up again and he goes on further to repeat himself. But instead of just revealing, to himself, revealing himself as the good shepherd, he then reveals to us another component of his character. So let's jump down to verse 9 where it says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So we know Jesus has, prevented, has presented himself as the good shepherd. And he's presented us as the sheep. But now he presents himself with another character. And that's as our savior. You see, as the door, and if we think back to our shepherd example, there was only one way to get into the sheep pen, and that was through the door. So now Jesus is saying that I am the only way to get in. He's saying that I am the only way that you can be saved. He says, if anyone enters by him, he will be saved. By his death and resurrection, and through us accepting his sacrifice and declaring him as our Lord and Savior, we enter into the sheepfold and we find pasture. So Jesus, as the door, has said, come to me. I am your Savior. Accept what I have done and become a part of this fold. And then once we enter, we find that pasture. And then once we find pasture and we've accepted him as our Lord and Savior, he gives us his Holy Spirit to shepherd us, to then lead us. If we continue verse 10, it says, The thief, here's that thief again, he does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. You see, what he is saying is that, guys, listen, the enemy, Satan wants to see every single one of you destroyed. And he's using false teachers, false teachings, false concepts, and counterfeit advice that is leading my people towards death. But Jesus says, I have come to save them, to give them not just life, but life abundantly, to lead them towards truth, to lead them towards the plans that I have for them. How awesome and incredible is this, that he is not just saying, you know what, I'm your Lord and Savior, I, I have died for your sins, I'm giving you life and life eternally and life abundantly, but he's also saying, I'm also going to lead you. I'm not going to leave you alone here. You know, it, and he further supports this. And this is where we get to that great I am. Let's look at verses 11 through 16. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, 
them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. I absolutely love the picture that this paints. The character that we see in Jesus. And Jesus just showing us that, you know, he is here to lead us. He is here to guide us. But within this section too, he references these wolves. And have any of you watched the Discovery Channel, like these shows, these documentaries that follow these animals, like like North America? Or, or am I the only one that has sat down and end up watching four hours of it and then looking at the time, realize what the heck have I been doing? But it's so awesome. And, and I get to, I was able to learn, you know, they, they chronicled like the wolves within it. And, and as predators, they are relentless in pursuit of their prey. It, it's, you know, they, they don't try to just pounce right away. What they try to do is they endure uh, this race and, and they try to, to get you away from the pack. They try, their main purpose uh, is to get their prey away from the pack, away from who is leading them, so that they wander off the course and they wander off alone. And then once they get you off course, once they get their prey alone and away from everyone else, that's when they make their move. And, you know, that's the problem, really, that, that, that Jesus is kind of presenting here is the fact that, you know... Uh, there are people that the enemy is using to get you off course. There are things that the enemy is using to get you off course, away from your good shepherd, away from his leading, so that when you are off course, he can then try to devour you. Because that's all he wants to do. He just wants to see you away from the will of God. Even if he gets you off just one perspective from where God's trying to lead you, that is what he desires. And he feels like he wins. But we all know that he cannot. Win because we have a good shepherd that cares for us. And, and the whole thing that Jesus is alluding to here is that a good shepherd will fend off any predator that is attacking. You know, he will fight for his sheep. A, a hired worker, someone with no emotional attachment to the sheep, no ownership, will flee when the wolves come. And you see, what Jesus is saying here is that there will be people and things, like I just said, that, that will try to take you down a wrong path. And, and when the enemy attacks, those people and those things that you would put your hope in, that you would put your trust in, when things get hard, when things get tough, they are also going to be the same things that let you down and the same things that flee. But Jesus is saying, if you follow me as your good shepherd, when things get tough, when things get hard, I am still going to lead you. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to make a way because I have made a way. I am the way. You know, and so what he is saying here is like, listen, guys, keep your eyes on me. Keep on this course that I am leading you. And there's going to be times where, you know what, I might lead you up a mountain. You know what, I might lead you through a valley. I might lead you through a storm. But if you keep your eyes on me, nothing's going to defeat you. Nothing is going to harm you because I have made a way. I am leading you. I am your good shepherd. And just like his word says, as our good shepherd, he will always make sure that we have a way and that we are not defeated by the wolves. Amen to that. And what I also love is if you also follow this up in the scripture, he also says that, you know what? Even the sheep that haven't 
accepted me as their Lord and Savior. Even the ones that aren't a part of my sheepfold. I've also made a way for them too. That you know what? I am also going to shepherd them. The people that you and I are praying for that will come to know him, that, that will come to, to accept him as their Lord and Savior, he is also saying that I lay my life down for them too. And this is backed up by his word. I mean, all we have to do is look at John three sixteen through 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but that the world through him might be saved. He is so faithful, so loving. And, and when you're in the wilderness and the enemy comes at you like a predator wanting to destroy you, when he starts telling you lies like you'll never get through this, there's no hope, you'll never be able to find a way, Jesus is saying, you will get through this. You have more hope than you could possibly imagine and you will find your way because I'm your good shepherd. I have laid my life down for you and I have made a way and all you have to do is keep your eyes on me and I will lead you to green pastures. Jesus closes this teaching in verse 17 and 18. And if we read that, it says, Therefore, my father loves me because I lay my life down that I may take it up again. This line right here, Jesus again pointing to himself as our Lord and Savior, as the Messiah, by saying, you know what, I lay my life down, which is his death, that I may take it back up again, which is his resurrection. Verse 18, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. So Jesus is saying, you know what? I'm your Lord and Savior. I have given you my life. I will die for you upon the cross to bear the weight of the world, to bear the sins of the world, to then be resurrected, to bring new life to all who come to me and all who accept me. And guess what? I do this willingly because it is the will of my Father because he loves us so much that he gave his one and only Son so that we would not perish but have everlasting life. So now that we understand Jesus as the good shepherd, what does this mean for us? You know, how do we apply this? How do we follow his leading? How do we know his voice? It starts here in his word. You know, when we know his word, we know our first steps. See, our shepherd's voice is all through these pages in red lettering. You know, there are commands, there are promises, there are directions all throughout these pages that apply to you and me. You know, so he's already given us our starting point. He's already given us our direction. He's already told us this is the beginning point of the path that I'm going to lead you on. You know, and so furthermore, once we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, not only uh, do we have his commands and his word and his direction within his uh, word here, but he also gives us the Holy Spirit. And the more we surrender to God, the more we seek God, the more we learn his voice, the more we, we know the Holy Spirit will start to navigate us. The less, you know, the more we decrease and the more Jesus increases, the more we really start to learn his Holy Spirit, the more we really start to learn his voice. You know, the more you start walking with the Lord, 
you kind of begin to realize that the path that you were on before you accepted him as your savior, uh, you start to realize that, you know what, that path becomes further in the distance and you start to recognize, you know what, God has been leading me. He's been leading me through things he's asked me to give up, through choices that he's asked me to make. And he's so ready and willing to lead us, guys. But all we have to do is follow, is answer his leading, is, is respond to his leading. But what we kind of end up, hap- what kind of end ha- ends up happening sometimes is that our prayers uh, go to Jesus. There's so much Jesus do this or, or Jesus do that when we really need to be asking Jesus, what do you want me to do? Because here's the thing, the, the sheep doesn't lead the shepherd. You know, we can't expect that the shepherd is going to, to go the way that we desire. And, and we are so guilty of this at different times in our lives. You know, we have a path that we want to take or, or that we think is the best thing to do, basing it off of our own logic or, or self-desire or something else influencing us. And, and we don't seek God in making this choice. And, and then we end up finding things go wrong or, or we end up at a dead end or we end up feeling lost, alone and empty. And then we start blaming God like, God, why did you lead me here when he hadn't led us there? We tried to lead him there. But he's so gracious and he's so loving that even in our wandering, he's still there with us, trying to lead us back on course. You know, sometimes uh, we seek God and, you know, we kind of we end up fighting him. You know, maybe we seek God and what he desires for us conflicts with what we desire for us. And, and then we kind of like push back on God. You know, to put it in a sheep's perspective, we say to the shepherd, why can't I go over there? I mean, look, that's a perfect pasture and, and all the other sheep are going over there. And, and I mean, it's great. It's so green. There's so much food there. And Jesus is saying, no, you need to come over here because what you don't realize is that if you go that way, over that hill is a pack of wolves ready to devour you or over that hill is a cliff that you will fall. And I'm not going to allow that to happen to you. You know, sometimes Jesus will lead us places that conflict with our own selfish desires and motives, but understand that he has a plan for us. He's so loving and he cares about every detail of our lives, every last hair on our heads. And he created us for a purpose, for his purpose and his plan for our lives. And he wants to, to lead us, not someplace that's gonna harm us, but someplace that, that's going to have life and life abundantly. And again, like I said, sometimes it's going to be hard. Sometimes there will be valleys. Sometimes there will be storms. Sometimes there are going to be challenges and and, and wolves that try to attack us and devour us. Sometimes it's going to be rocky and it's going to be bumpy. But as long as we keep our eyes fixed on the good shepherd, on his leading, he's going to lead us to that green pasture. And sometimes it takes those valleys and it takes those rocks to make us stronger. You know, to, to give us more hope, for him to prove his faithfulness to us. Like he has to prove it anymore that he already has, but that's how much he loves us, is he wants to constantly show us how much. It's incredible. You know, sometimes we do seek God, and we do want to know the plans that he has for us so much. And we want to know his voice so much, and it, sometimes we just feel like we don't hear from him. If you're in that situation, 
all I can say is continue to remain on your knees and trust that he will lead. Continue to remain in his word and understand his promises and know his words so that if things try to challenge you within this period and, and you, you are so in his word, you are, are so acknowledging these, these promises and just getting them so ingrained in you that if something tries to come and sway you, tries to come and get you on a path that, that isn't his will, you're able to say no, to remain unmoved like the sheep that will not recognize the stranger's voice because you have been in his word, learning his voice so well that this is the only voice you're going to follow and you're going to remain in him. So, you know, I don't know what you're going through today. I, I don't know uh, what you've brought in here. You know, maybe you feel like the blind man uh, that, that Jesus has just healed. You know, maybe you have been feeling like uh, the place that you're at in your life uh, it's just been full of darkness. You've really just needed someone to just come and lead you and guide you. And today I want to say, come to the good shepherd. You know, maybe you are at a crossroads in your life and maybe you're having to make a very, very difficult choice. And you don't want to choose your will. You want to choose the right path. I want to say, you know what? Come to the good shepherd today. Lay that before him. And he will lead. It might not be your timing, but he will lead and he will deliver because his word cannot lie. Because Jesus is the I am. He's unchangeable. You know, maybe you keep seeking God for guidance and you haven't really dealt with the thing that he's already told you to deal with. You know, you keep saying, God, lead me this, lead me that. But he's already asked you to do something and, and you haven't done it yet. You know, maybe it's a sin that he's asked you to, to repent of and to turn from. You know, maybe it's uh, a career he's asked you to surrender. Maybe it's a relationship he's asked you to surrender. Maybe it's a, an idol in your life that he's asked you to give up because it's hindering the path that he's trying to take you on. Whatever it is, I, I believe right now you know exactly what I'm speaking to. And so today I want to say, come to the Good Shepherd and answer his leading. Answer his following. I'm going to ask the band to come out, and during this song, it's Oceans, and I really love this song, and I know that it's, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people within the church, and I know that they can really relate to this, and, and I want to say, if you're at a point in your life where you're ready to just go all out on following the shepherd, you know, I believe that this song is your heart's cry, because it's all about God leading you where there's no borders, you know, there are going to be times in our life where our shep good shepherd is going to lead us someplace and we are looking at it and we're like, I don't get this. I, I don't get how you're going to, to make a way through this wilderness. I, I feel like there's just this big valley and I just don't see how this is going to lead to a pasture. This is going to lead to something good. But I know God's asking us to trust him. You know, you might be at a, a point in your life where it's just like, you know what, God, uh, I really just want to live this way. I, I want to be like Peter within the reference of this song where I, if you call me out upon the water, God, I want to make that step. I want to walk out because I trust in you, even if it seems impossible, even if it just seems so illogical, God, I'm going to trust you because I am the sheep, but you are the good shepherd and you are so faithful you know the plans that you have for me. You created me for those plans. And I lay mine down. 
because I know that you as my good shepherd will lead to green pastures, will lead to life and life abundantly. All right, so during this song, let's stand. Let's worship. Ask God what he wants you to receive from this message. And then I'm going to come back up and I'm going to pray for us. And, and if you are at the place in your life too where you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you haven't come through the gate yet. I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of this song to enter the gate, to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and accept him as your good shepherd to lead you and follow you all your days. So let's worship, ask God what he wants to do, and then I'll come back up and I'll pray for us. And then uh, we'll do one last thing, and then you guys can get out of here. If you are a new Christian and would like to know what to do next or where to go from here, you will want to get a free Next Step packet that contains reading materials and useful resources that will point you in the right direction. For more information, please contact Salem Fields Community Church at 540-786-6212 or visit our website at salemfields.com or email us at podcast at salemfields.com.